Waiting, an oral advent calendar. December 14th, a reflection for the 17th day of Advent by the Reverend Dr. Ian Descher, an author who is ordained in the Presbyterian Church, USA. In 2019, I was on a business trip in Los Angeles. It was Thursday, and my son Graham, who was 14 at the time, had been homesick two days in a row. My spouse Jennifer was working, and when she got off at 3 p.m., she went home to see how he was doing. He'd thrown up literally dozens of times that day, and by the time she got home, he was dehydrated and weak. Seeing his condition, Jennifer decided to take Graham to the emergency room at Randall Children's Hospital. I was a thousand miles away, so I heard about Graham's progress secondhand. I was scheduled to return home the next morning, but when I learned that Graham had been taken to the intensive care unit, I got myself on the next possible flight. Jennifer's texts as I traveled to the airport got progressively scarier. Graham isn't making sense. He's delirious. Then, later, the doctors are getting worried about Graham's brain functions. There wasn't anything I could do but wait. Wait to get to the airport, wait for my flight, wait for the plane to land, wait to get a ride to Randall. They got Graham's condition under control. He had a particularly bad case of rotavirus, but after a day of care from the angels we call nurses, Graham recovered. But the end of the story in this case isn't the point. Sometimes, but not always, waiting involves being helpless, being powerless. There was nothing I could do from Los Angeles to help my son. There was nothing I could do but wait. I'm not a person who experiences helplessness or powerlessness a lot. I'm just about every category of privilege you can name. I'm white, male, cisgender, straight, neither particularly old nor particularly young, able-bodied, middle to upper middle class, Christian, and United States native. The only minority status I can lay claim to is being left-handed. This makes me among the most powerful people in our country and the world, so helplessness isn't my go-to stance. I don't want to hold up powerlessness or helplessness as a virtue, because to do so would be to misunderstand the experience of people who live with it every day. I don't want to fetishize it and say we should seek it out. But I do think that for those of us who tend to have the scales tipped in our favor, those of us who tend to see people like us in positions of power in our society and around the world, being faced with a moment of powerlessness can be holy. It can remind us that no matter who we think we are, fragility is closer than we imagine. When Graham and his older brother Liam were younger, We used to, as a family, recite this prayer from the Book of Common Prayer every night before they went to bed. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ, give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. I love this prayer, and its talk of pitying the afflicted and shielding the joyous makes me think of similar words, a maxim that it's common to journalism. Comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Waiting can be affliction. 
powerlessness or helplessness can be affliction. And when we are the comfortable ones, I believe we're called to pay attention when we are afflicted. Remember those who are so much more and so much more often afflicted than us, and ask whether the voice of the divine is speaking to us through our experience. Waiting is a production of Trinity Episcopal Cathedral in Portland, Oregon. To learn more, visit trinity-episcopal.org.